Chapter 3, The Most Horrible First Day. I snuck out of the house with my baseball cap and walked to the bus stop with my jacked up hairline covered. I stood quietly next to Jordan and it wasn't long before he had something to say. You never wore a hat to school before, JD, he said as he knocked my hat to the ground, sending up a puff of red Mississippi dirt when it landed. Whoa, he said as soon as he saw my head. What happened to your hair? Your hairline looks like LeBron James's. My mom did it, I said. It's okay, though. I'm gonna go get it fixed. By who? I know you don't have enough money to go to the barber shop. You don't even have enough money to pay Naya for a haircut, Jordan said, rubbing it in. The ride to school only got rougher when Jordan took my hat and tossed it around the bus and even more kids saw my hairline. I pulled out my notebook and started to draw pictures of comic book characters and cartoons. I would usually draw the entire Marvel Universe over and over, but today's teasing called for something more complicated like Lego Batman. My art was award-winning once I got third in competition for a sketch of a bass fish. It was still hanging up on the wall in the Meridian Mall. JD's hair looks worse than Kevin Durant's, Xavier said, smacking my notebook closed. Yeah, JD, you looked better with braids. That comment came from a girl named Jessica. Jessica always sat with my friends and me at lunch because she was on the Pee Wee football team with us. She wore her hair in a ponytail twist, and her nails were always painted different cool colors and designs every week. Sometimes while we ate, we'd look at YouTube videos on her phone. I always wanted to watch Barber channels. Jessica was also Vanessa's friend from Kids Track and Field. She wasn't just on the team, she was the star. Jessica anchored the boys' and girls' 4x100 relay team, so that meant she was faster than everybody. She was so good, she got to run with the 10- and 11-year-olds. Sometimes she would come over to my house and paint Vanessa's nails. My mom wants me to look like Flojo when I run my races, she told me. Flojo is my hero. I watch YouTube videos of her. I'm going to start uploading videos of my own races soon, and maybe videos of me doing other kids' nails. I wasn't exactly sure who Flojo was, but when I asked my mom, she said Flojo was an amazing track star and her hero, too. Even Jessica's last name, Fleet, made her sound like a born athlete. It was so embarrassing to hear her say something bad about my hair. But if I was being honest, I was used to being teased. My clothes and shoes were hand-me-downs from my aunt and uncle in North Carolina. They had kids a bit older than me and mailed a box of my cousin's used clothes every time the weather changed, so I was always out of style. Before, my hair was the only thing no one made fun of. We finally pulled up to the Douglas Elementary after the longest bus ride ever. Nothing had changed about it from the year before. Everything about Douglas was old. Our dusty school books nearly fell apart and the stairs creaked when you stepped on them. One time, a kid almost fell through. We had to change classes after every subject, and although I tried to keep my hat on in between, every teacher told me I had to take it off when I sat down at my desk, so all morning, different groups of kids of all ages could get a crack in. Yo, your hair looks a mess. JD's mom cut his hair. Jordan could always get the other kids to pipe down if it went too far. But Jordan was never in class with me because I was in honors classes. He could be too, but I think he filled in the wrong bubbles on the multiple choice test on purpose. I knew I could meet up with Jordan again at lunch, and maybe the lunch ladies would let me keep my hat on while I ate. No such luck. Because mom was still a student, I qualified for free lunches. School didn't offer the most exciting food in the world, but since it was the first day, there was pizza and tater tots. JD, good to see you back in school, Miss Carol said. She was a lunch lady with a close cropped gray haircut. She smiled and scooped up a handful of tater tots for me. Now take that hat off. You know it's not allowed. Unbelievable. As I made my way to the lunch table to sit next to Jordan, it seemed as if the whole world was slowing down and everybody was looking at my hair. The first thing I noticed when I sat down between Jordan and Xavier was all the new Marvel character lunchboxes. The few times a year my mom packed my lunch, it was always in a brown bag. The food inside is the same, isn't it? My granddad responded whenever I tried to complain. Sitting between Jordan and Xavier, I quietly put a piece of pizza into my mouth. I wasn't in the mood to say much to anyone. Jessica sat across from us. I won my race again this weekend, JD, Jessica said. I'm going to be the best wide receiver our team has ever seen. I bet you're right, I replied. I'm still getting used to switching from offense to defense. Hmm. 
It's probably better for you not to get hit all the time, she said. Wait, what was that supposed to mean? Jessica brought out the newest edition of Spider-Man. Last year, she was Gwen Stacy for Halloween. She started to read the comic and then stopped, looking up at me. You know, JD, you should let Xavier's dad cut your hair next time, she said. I like how his hair looks. Jordan and Xavier couldn't stop laughing. If this was going to be every day of third grade, I knew I wasn't going to be able to take it. I needed a plan, and maybe my mom's box of hair supplies could help. JD and the Great Barber Battle Chapter 4 Jordan's Magical House Like I did every day after school, I went straight to Jordan's house from the bus. It was amazing because everything I didn't have, Jordan did. Here's a list of everything I loved about Jordan's house. His multiple video game consoles, junk food, cable television, and central air. No curfew, peace and quiet. Best of all, Jordan came from a family of Chesters. They only went to church on Christmas and Easter, so he had plenty of free time. The only things my family allowed were school, sports, and church. Dinner at Jordan's house was always prepared at the same time, and his mom, Miss Matthews, who owned a cleaning business, said, J.D., make yourself a plate and let me stuff myself with macaroni and cheese and homemade cornbread. Jordan's dad, who was retired, spent most of his time at home and would eat with us, too. Jordan had gotten the newest version of Madden NFL. Since we both did peewee football, we loved playing against each other, calling our own plays and fake coaching our own squads. Got you again, I said, as my quarterback scrambled for a touchdown. Maybe we can start playing for money and I can save up enough to get a haircut from Hart and Son, I joked. I looked down at the cover of Madden NFL 20. Patrick Mahomes was on the cover. I picked up the box and slammed it against my forehead. If only I could get my hair to look like his, I yelled out. Well, that ain't happening at Hart and Son, Jordan said. You know they only cut Caesars, Baldies, and Fades. They don't even know who Patrick Mahomes is. Plus, you have to sit there all day. Jordan was right. There wasn't a whole lot to do in, in Meriden, so sometimes I tagged along with a friend who was going to the barber shop. Hart and Son were exactly that, a father and son, Henry Sr. and Henry Jr. Henry Sr. was tall and skinny old man, maybe older than Earth. Imagine a tall blade of grass with square oversized glasses, a small neat afro, and cargo pants held up high with a belt. That was Henry Sr. He rarely stayed in the shop for a long time, only a few hours in the morning to cut the hair of his grown-up clients. Henry Jr. was in charge of keeping the shop going and was a lot shorter and rounder than his dad, but since there wasn't any competition in town, he'd run things however he wanted, no questions asked. There was no sign in sheet and make-ahead appointments were not allowed. Henry Jr. would take a head count and go from there. First come, first serve. A kid's haircut cost $7.50. There were no pictures on the wall to choose from, and Henry Sr. definitely didn't know if any famous under the age of 50. I want to look like Odell Beckham Jr., I heard a kid say one day. Junior, who the heck is Odell Beckham Jr., Henry Sr. said. It was hopeless. You just had to sit and sit and sit and sit for hours until it was your turn. When you have that much time to sit, you take notice of how the hearts run the shop. From how clean Henry Jr. kept everything to how long it took him to complete each haircut. One time I was there, I even saw salespeople come into the shop with new haircutting gadgets and styling products. Folks felt so comfortable around the hearts that they often dropped their kids off at the shop and left them while they ran errands. 
I didn't know the Hart family well, but every now and then I'd see them during fellowship at church. Henry Sr. and Jr. were always getting awards for doing things like giving out free haircuts to people in need and working in the soup kitchens. Henry Sr. even got something called the Trailblazer Award because he'd been cutting hair in the same spot for 58 years. Well, Jordan said, well, what? Haven't you been listening, he asked. I guess I hadn't. Why don't you just take your mom's clippers and shave your whole head bald? Is that better than what I have right now? I thought about what Jordan said as we finished our last game of Madden. I was so desperate. His idea didn't sound half bad. Well, not the bald part, but hey, Michael Jordan was bald and so was The Rock.